Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Fish Tank Guy, and welcome to the Fish Tank Guy podcast. Today is Monday, April. Let's see what day it is here. April 9th, 2018. And this is the first official video podcast, and this is because of you guys out there who asked me, who asked me to add a video element to the podcast and now you're screwing up my jive so if i'm off a little bit today it's because i'm trying to film this so i'm trying to talk into a camera and then also look at the screen here at the same time and uh give you guys the podcast that you know and love and is so near and dear to your hearts all five of you yes all five of you thank you so much okay so um yeah today i don't know what uh, episode number we're on anymore i've kind of gone beyond that i've just gone to the date format and I did not hit my bi-weekly podcast recording date again. That's just because, uh, you know, things have been going on lately in life here that have been throwing me off off uh, out of whack and off schedule and things like that that I'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, we got some good stuff to talk about today. I think it's going to be a shorter podcast. I always say that, but it never is. So um, I, I'm not, no promises, right? But uh I've got the five mover reviews as usual. I have an aquarium update that's going to be very brief today. I have fish of the week, of course, and then I have the topic of the week, which is uh, egg crates. We're talking about egg crate, not egg crates. We're talking about egg crate. And um, then other than that, I think I will be just giving you a life update sort of uh, video game update, which is going to be pretty short again. And uh, we'll go from there. So it's April. Um, we had Easter. Hope, hopefully you guys had a good Easter if you celebrate Easter. We didn't do the Easter egg hunt or anything this year. We didn't do candy this year. We got the kids new bicycles. And uh, they're getting a little bit bigger now. So they kind of got big boy and big girl bikes. And when I say big boy and big girl bikes, I mean adult bikes. Um, they, these are bikes that they'll keep forever as long as they don't royally destroy them in the next couple years. But I think that now since we have the space to make sure they're always indoors, they won't be left outside in the rain and get rusty and things like that, hopefully they'll hold on to them for a long time. So that was um, that was a different kind of Easter gift. But overall, we had a pretty good Easter. My wife made Easter brunch, which was like breakfast foods. So we had some sausage, Dan. We had some, uh, what else we had? We had uh, hash browns that were good. Um, she made um, a French toast casserole, and we actually didn't even have any sausage. Um, but yeah, she made a French toast casserole, and she made an egg casserole, and then she made a dessert, and she went nuts and, you know, had a lot of fun making things. She loves doing that. For me, it's just like, oh, man, it's a lot of work, so it's, I'm not a big fan of it. But um, the other fun thing we did on Easter is, like, after we ate, we ate around, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it was like her sister and her um, nephew and his girlfriend and things like that. And uh, after we ate, we actually all played Jackbox Party Pack number four. So if you guys are not familiar with the Jackbox Party Pack uh, games, I, I guess I would say, they are, uh, it's like a video game, but not really. It's um, a game that you want to project onto a, like a TV but then each individual player uses like a tablet or a phone that has internet access. And for example, one of the games is called Fibbage and they give you like a weird question. Um, it's a true, it's a true uh, scenario. So they'll say, just for example, um, in 1972, uh, the president at the time met with blank to discuss um, growing 
new crops or something like that. And you have to fill in the blank with what you think might be the right answer or what would be a believable answer. And then what they do is they put all of the answers on the screen that the people submitted and they also include the correct answer. And you have to try to guess which is the correct answer. But of course, you know, obviously people are going to choose the lies, the fibs put up by other people. And that's why it's called fibbage. And if people choose your answer, you get points. And if you choose the right answer, you get points, that kind of thing. So it's a fun kind of game. So we played that for the first time with eight people. And that was really cool. So I had fun doing that. Um, so if you guys, you know, like to entertain or you're looking for something new to do on like a game night, Jackbox Party Pack is a pretty good option, I would say. It's about 20 bucks. You can get it on the Switch, the Xbox, the PlayStation. I think you can even get it on Android and iTunes. Um, so that was a pretty cool thing to do uh, on Easter. So that was fun. So uh, other than that, since then, just got a bunch of things going on. Some stuff I can't quite talk about yet. Um, the state of my channel may change drastically. It may stay the same, which right now I'm hoping it does. Uh, but there might be some big things happening in my life. Nothing like negative, really. So don't think like, oh, he's sick or you know something bad relationship-wise or anything like that. All that stuff is is fine. Um, but there are some other things that might be going on that might change the the outlook of the channel a little bit and might change the podcast. I don't think it would really change the podcast. You know, if, if I disappoint you like three or four people that listen, I'm very sorry, but hopefully I'll be able to keep the podcast going the way it normally is. And, um, my screensaver turned on and yeah, it's all good. So other than that, let's see life update. Oh, video game updates. Um, yeah, I've kind of gotten hooked on Fortnite. So if you're, you know, living, breathing, and in society there, you'll uh, probably know what Fortnite is. It's a game that is basically like a Hunger Games-style video game where they drop 100 people into a map, and you try to come out on top. You try to be the last person left. Um, I first played the game. I thought it was really kind of dumb. I thought it was really repetitive. One of the first times I played it, I got second place, and I was like, second place, that's good with me. I'm good. I'm, I'm good with the game. I don't really need to play it anymore. Uh, but then, like, the more you get into it a little bit and you see how complex it can be and how challenging it can be, it gets kind of addicting. And I'm trying not to be addicted to it, but I am a little bit. Uh, I've managed to get first place, like, five or six times now. And every time you get first, you're like, gosh dang, son, let's go. You get, like, really excited. You get, like, really like pumped up, right? And then there are other bunch of times that I've gotten second place, Um and I actually found like a thread on Reddit where it was called like second place syndrome or uh, I think it was syndrome, maybe it might have been the word they used. And they said um, can last anywhere from two hours to two days. And it's where you think about like what you could have done differently to come in first place instead of second place. And I've definitely gone through that before because there have been times when I was in that final battle and I would lose, and I was like, oh, no, if I would have just done this right, and I would have done that right, and it, like, you really kind of beat yourself up, because if you play the full game, it's about 20 minutes, about maybe 20 to 25 minutes, and you get to that end final battle, like, 1v1 for first place, and you lose, like, it's not a waste of the time, because it was fun, but you were that close to winning, you feel like, kind of like, hmm, you feel like kind of sad, so, um, so yeah, I've been playing that, and that's all I've been playing, to be honest with you. I haven't been playing any other games lately, um, 
and I want to get into the Walking Dead season two, but you know, Fortnite has had most of my attention lately, and um, that's just kind of been where it's at. So uh, I've been having fun with it, and uh, the cool thing is it's free. I've given them ten bucks, I think, for the battle pass, just because I have played the game quite a bit. I'm one of those people. It's like, okay, I really do enjoy this. Like I feel like I should give them something. Like I don't feel right getting it for nothing. Um, so I threw 10 bucks their way, and uh, I'm happily still playing the game when I get a chance to, uh, which is not all that often, but whatever. Okay, so um, what are we doing now? We are doing, oh, fish tank updates. Fish tank updates, I don't have a lot of updates, to be honest with you guys, because uh, some of the stuff I was talking about earlier, like things, you know, I might, things might be changing. I've kind of been on hold with the fish tanks. Um the 10 gallon and the bio cube still look good the freshwater tank i completely ignore i feed the fish every now and then um and then the fish tank tower is like in actually a pretty good spot it's up and running um i had all the lights turned on in there but i was starting to get some algae bloom uh because of the cycling process and i decided that since i'm on hold right now and i don't really want to buy anything for that tank uh for those tanks i shut all the lights off so the algae bloom would kind of cut back down um, but it's still running, and I got the heater running in it, and I don't know why I have the heater running in it. I shouldn't do that either, I guess. Um, but um, so the fish tank tower is doing really good. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of the coral in the 10-gallon tank are looking really nice. I'm going to do what I call coral spotlights coming up. So even though I'm on hold with getting new things and expanding the fish tanks that I have right now, um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to focus on some of the elements that I have inside of them and uh, give you guys like a deep dive on different coral types because I haven't really done that before. So I have a sun coral now that's really that's really cool that I've already taken a video of. I just have to do voiceover for it and talk to you guys a little bit about what uh, having one of those entails. And then like I have a really awesome Duncan coral that has grown exponentially since I first got it. And then like I have another coral that... It was great when I had it, but I put it in a spot where it didn't get enough light, and then another coral fell on top of it, and half of it bleached, and I moved it up in the tank, and now it's like recovering, like big time. It's re it's like coming right back, which is really cool. So I want to do like a little video on that. So that's kind of where I'm gonna go in the short term, um, and then probably in about a week, a week and a half, I'm gonna know kind of what's going on with this situation that has me on hold, and then I'll be able to shift gears accordingly and go from there. So. There's that with uh, the life update, the video update, or the video game update, and the um, fish tank update. And my screensaver came on again. Now, um, before we get into the fish tank topic of the week, there, let's do uh, let's do our five movie reviews in five minutes or less. So, where am I at? I've been talking for 11 minutes and 30 seconds. So, um, okay, we'll start our five minutes now. Five movies that I have for this week are number one is Annihilation. This was a movie that, uh, interestingly enough, went to the movie theater and then something happened with the movie studio. And like two weeks after it was in the movie theater, Netflix bought the movie and immediately released it on Netflix. Very strange. Um, it stars, uh, oh shoot, what's her name? Um, oh man. I'm blanking. Uh, Padme from the Star Wars prequels. Um, oh, geez. Hold on a minute. I gotta look. I gotta look. I didn't write it down this week, and then this is what happens. I'm just completely unprepared. I look like a goof. 
Um, starring. This is uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Okay. And essentially, it's a movie about um, like a meteor or a comet crashes on the planet Earth and it forms this like strange aura around it. And people have gone into the aura in attempts to figure out what's going on or what, you know, is it alien life? Is it something like that? And every single person that has gone into the aura has not come out. Nobody has come out. Um, and Natalie Portman's husband is one of the few people that goes on a special operation um, into the into the whatever it is, the aura type thing. And he comes out, but he's like not the same. So then she decides to follow up and she's some sort of, she was in the military and she's some sort of scientist that does molecular studies or whatever. And she goes into the aura with a team of women um, in order to investigate. I thought it was very interesting movie. It was good. Um, it was good. It wasn't great. I think the end was very vague and open, left uh, some room for interpretation, which sometimes I like and sometimes I don't like here. I was, you know, it's fine. Um, I, I think I might change my grade on the movie if I were to watch it again, but right now I would just give it a B. So I thought it was pretty good, but not amazing. Um, the next movie I watched was a movie called Ben. It was from the 1970s, and I watched this movie because... Uh, Lacey, my stepdaughter, recently got a small bear hamster that my wife thinks looks looks like Ben the Rat. I, I mean, he kind of does a little bit. Um, and she loved that movie when she was a kid. So my wife is like, oh, oh man. Uh, see, before when I would just yawn, I would just yawn, you know, in my own world. And now you guys are all watching me yawn like a, like a moron. Yeah. Um, so uh so we she really wanted to watch ben we watched ben ben was okay ben was from the 1970s it was a movie about rats that could communicate and kill other people kind of cheesy i gave it a c like hey it was worth watching once i guess um next movie was the commuter with liam neeson it's essentially um i don't know if you guys saw what was the other liam neeson movie where he was on the plane and this is why i do the podcast in front of the computer so i can look it up Nonstop was the name of the movie um where he was on a plane and he was foiling some you know attempts to blow up the plane or something like that the commuter is essentially that movie but on a train so a little different i mean there was some kind of you know there was an interesting like uh, element of it where his family was like the people that he was dealing with like his family could be seen as being held hostage and unless he completed this mission or whatever they were going to kill his family and um it was okay uh i thought there were some plot holes in it that were kind of silly uh some things that didn't really make sense i thought it ended kind of uh it ended okay good ending um some things i don't know it was just an okay movie it was a obviously it was an action movie there were some cool action scenes Overall, I just thought it was okay. I gave it a B minus, so not the greatest. Uh, how am I doing here? Oh man, I got a minute left. Um, next movie, Game Night. This is a very recent release. My wife and I just saw it. It's like a funny, like dark humor type movie. It had a lot of twists. There were a lot of uh, funny parts to it, um, and we didn't really, you didn't really know how it was going to end uh, by the time 
you were like 75% of the way through the movie, you're like, well, what the heck? How is this going to end? Which is good. It kept you interested. I gave that a B plus, And then I got like 30 seconds here. Um, the last movie that we just finished watching was Run, Fat Boy, Run. That's a Simon Pegg movie. Um, I thought it was really funny. It was good humor. It was a genuine kind of like love story. Um, it was like almost a romantic comedy. And I gave that a B. So there are my five movies in basically five minutes or less, sort of, kind of, almost. All right, so there's that. So now we are going to move on to the fish tank topic of the week where we are talking about egg crate. And um, once again, because I'm totally unprepared as usual, I don't have the question up where somebody asked me about egg crate. So give me one moment here. I'm going to search Egg Crate in the comments on the YouTube channel there. And then, um, let's see. Let's see. Um, I think, okay, so in general, I've gotten a lot of questions about Egg Crate. Okay? I'm going to go for some, uh, I'm just going to read you some of the questions that I got. Um... What did you, oh no. What exactly is Egg Crate for? Um, what's Egg Crate and how come people only use it for salt water, which is interesting. Um, some people said, one, somebody said lose the Egg Crate. He said loose the Egg Crate. A little grammar problem there. Uh, loose the Egg Crate under the sand. It really is not necessary. Um, I agree with him when I said it's not necessary, but in my experience, I prefer to have it. Um, somebody said, why do you use Egg Crate? I seen some use it and some don't. Um, and then somebody responded, and they gave a good reason. They said it serves two purposes: one from one keeps it from scraping, one wait one it oh one it keeps from the scraping. He meant scaping. Oh boy, keeps the scaping from shifting around, and most importantly, it protects the glass bottom. Okay. Um, and then somebody said, let's see, I was reading about egg crate, egg egg crate being toxic, which could be BS. Obviously, you trust it. Have you heard anything about it? Um, somebody said, doesn't the egg crate create dead spots? Just curious. And then let me do one more search here. Uh, somebody recently wrote, is egg crate necessary? I heard I heard they are detritus. Oh, they are. Okay, I heard they are detritus and nitrate and nitrite traps and maybe even phosphate. Mm, that kind of face. Mm, you know, the one where it's like, uh, two eyes and then like this the backslash mm. um, and I said that is a good topic for a podcast I'll do some research and let you decide so thanks to that person Kathleen Monseg Monsegu I'm terrible with last names I apologize um, thanks to Kathleen's question there um, we're gonna do a topic today about egg crate so here's the thing um, about egg crate that I found when I was doing some research. There are no like formal, um, you know, articles written about reg egg crate. <laughs> I think the camera's throwing me off, guys. I really think it is. Um, there's no, there are no formal articles about egg crate. So a lot of this, interestingly, interestingly enough, is going to be centered around the message boards, which is one of my favorite things to do on the podcast. So I'm not really complaining all that much about it. However, I will open with an official type of thing, official whatever. This is uh, the website, uh, website bulkreefsupply.com. 
one of the most legit, like, large, full-scale, you know, aquarium websites out there. They sell egg crate. Black egg crate for aquariums. All right. Let's see what they're going to say. Um, what they say under full details. Oh, no. This is what they say. Okay. Quick overview. Why does BRS recommend this? Egg crate can be used for numerous different things. <laughs> numerous different things. From frag racks, skimmer stands to support under your aquascape. It is always a good idea to have some egg crate on hand. On hand. Black egg crate is the preferred surface for mounting large numbers of coral frags. Um, black color is less likely to attract algae growth, 100% reefs or reef safe. Um, there you go. So it's not an article, right? It's not a research article, but BRS Bulk Reef Supply does recommend using it, and they mention support under your op- aquascape as one of the reasons for having it. So right off the bat, um, I would say this is not like some like black market, like underground, like, oh, you got egg crate in your tank? Oh, yeah, I don't really any, I don't really think people ever recommend that because BRS, um, they have BRS TV, which you may have seen on YouTube. Um, they recommend it. They have it on their website. It has five stars. It has 62 reviews. So obviously people use it. It's not just something that, you know, I randomly came up with or, a few other people in the aquarium hobby thought might be a good idea and they just went with it. There are a good number of people who actually use it. So that's going to be my first kind of example of a four or a positive for egg crate. Now we're going to jump into the message boards there and we're going to see uh, what we've got uh, some regular folks saying. Huh? All right. <clears throat> this is fishlore.com. This was posted can't see there there's no date on this message board which is ridiculous <sighs> ah, okay to use or not use egg crate hey fish lore i'm not quite sure what i want to do and i need someone else's opinion i have a 60 gallon rimless cube all the glass is not tempered anyways i'm not sure whether or not i should use egg crate uh, whether or not I should use egg crate or not use egg crate. If so, should I add the whole tank's footprint or just under the rock structures? How do I secure the rock if I just use the egg crate right under the rock? Okay, thanks. Um, first person, they said, in my setup, I didn't use egg crate, did not use egg crate. I just carefully placed the first layer of rock work directly on the base, then filled the sand in around it. The sand keeps the rock in place, and with the rock as low as it can go, any burrowing critters can't get under them and cause an avalanche. If you choose to use egg crate, you can drill holes through the rock, then use cable ties if you want to secure it. I probably only use enough as required for the rock, then fill around. It's up to you. Both, method, both methods are fine. The only must-do IMO is to place the rock first and then add sand around it. Okay, interesting. Um, a little further down. Oh, this is the same guy, the same guy. I want somebody else. So this is, that whole thread is two guys going back and forth. The guy who posted and the guy who responded. So thank you, Fish Lore, for nothing. All right, let's do Reef Central here. Um, this was posted in 2010. Egg crate, egg crate on 
bottom of tank understand yes or no guys i don't know why i yawn when i go to the message boards i just do i promise you that i'm genuinely intrigued i think it has something to do with me talking and not like uh, breathing in enough when i talk um okay first one yes under the sand then place the rocks on the crate followed by sand around rocks and over the egg crate next person if you are doing a deep sand bed then i would say no it would disrupt spelled horribly wrong the bacteria colony's ability to spread to its fullest all right next person I didn't like it in my 29 gallon because the Nasarius and fighting conches couldn't do their job. Um, okay. Next person, I would vote unnecessary. Why? Probably because I have a goby pistol shrimp combo and a conch. But let's approach this way. Who has had bottom tank cracked glass or a live rock collapse directly due to not using egg crate? Interesting way to f- phrase it there. Um, <clears throat> I've had fighting con- I don't know how to say this word conks. Let me look this up. Conks. How do you s- conk? Whoa! <laughs> conk, conk. All right. I've had fighting conks and egg crate a three to four inch depth of sand, and they'll be fine. And you won't have rocks that roll. Rock underwater becomes far, far lighter and behaves as if you were trying to stack styrofoam. But it still has the same mass when it hits glass. Oh, this person's getting all scientific on us. Um, Having egg crate trap those small points and projections that otherwise would rest directly on your glass is a very good, in caps, idea. Very good idea. That guy's name is Skater, by the way. Um... Here is Captain Cap. I forgot to read the people's names. Um, I love reading, you know, message board names. Captain, Captain Fritz. Not to confuse a newbie, but I don't like egg crate or bare bottom. Recommend a deep sand bed using live sand, small grain. Small grain. I hate small grain. Guys, I swear it's the camera. It's screwing me up here. Egg crate. Um. Creates dead spots, bare bottom is ugly, IMO. How long are we at? 26 minutes. Okay. <clears throat> this guy is called uh, Crash JT. What if you use smaller squares of the egg crate just under the rocks to support your structure? Then the rest of the tank is open. That way nothing can burrow under the rocks and cause a collapse. Spelled wrong, yet all the sand sifters can get to the bottom everywhere else. Just thinking. Um... JTMB Tech. I used it on my 150. No regrets thus far. Uh, Miasma F. I used egg crate on my previous deep sand bed setup with no issues. For my current shallow sand bed setup, I went with white cutting boards. Only problem with the cutting boards is that they float, so you have to quickly get a couple of large rocks in the tank to hold it. Yeah. Doughboy, I use egg crates, but only under the rocks. I trimmed it and only use it where there are rocks and not completely on the entire tank bottom. All right. Um, Evo, Evo Knievo. Evo Knievo. I used egg crate on the bottom as well. Then I added rock in a short sand, in a shallow sand bed. I'm happy I did. Um, the pistol shrimp I added went to down went to down digging burrows all over he pretty much hit every single rock he good 
since those rocks support a much larger one above like a tunnel i'm pretty glass i added it and that the rocks don't shift that guy was high when he wrote that but <laughs> all right uh next person sincere spelled all weird never really thought to do this i think i would go with the idea of just fitting it under the rock work and then putting the sand around it I don't plan on having too deep of a sand bed and plan on getting a goby and don't want him running into those crates if he starts digging. Okay. Liquid Hobby said starboard. That's all I said. Kimber 45, I used egg crate and then siliconed my base rock to it. That's pretty intense. From the beginning of my build, I knew I was getting a pistol shrimp and didn't want any avalanches. Worked great. Okay. Um, chubby hugs. I put egg gr crate on the bottom of mine, but covered that in nylon mesh, preventing sand and critters from getting down there and getting trapped, creating nasty dead spots. Glad I did, as I had a rock collapse during initial setup that would have definitely cracked the glass if not for the crate. Well, good for you, chubby hugs. Um, no egg crate, rock on the glass, drop, rock on the glass, drop in the sand, less places for naughty stuff to build up. No egg crate. No naughty. Naughty there. His name is TS Spores or T Spores. Mm -hmm. All right. Enough of that. Let's go to the next one. How are we doing? We're not going to hit half an hour. No surprise there. Um, this one's from 2016. Egg crate or no egg crate on the bottom of the tank. Jerry Clunsford said, I don't use it. Um... Let's see, uh, whiskey, spelled wrong. I would not use egg crate. It will cause pockets of the sand to be uncleanable. All right. I run with BB with nothing on the bottom. I run BB, bare bottom, with nothing on the bottom from... <laughs> like, all right, man, we get it. I run bare bottom with nothing on the bottom for many years. Never had an issue. In case bare bottom means something else from where you're from. Um, that was James Robert. Um... This person's talking about tubing for BioCube. All right, that was worthless. Uh, last one, Living Reefs. This one was 2010. Uh, do you use egg crate on the bottom of your tank? Trying to decide if I'm going to do this. I will be only running one to one and a half inches of sand. Uh, Bifferwine, <laughs> under her screen name, it says, I am a girl. Uh, no, I don't. Don't use egg crate. Um, Smitty said, no, I don't use it either. Um, CD, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I never have either. If you are careful about planting your base rocks in your substrate, you should be okay. Um, let's see. And then Bifferwine jumped back in here and said, it's the opposite way around. Placing the rocks on the substrate can cause a rock slide. Placing them straight on the bare glass makes them more secure. That way there isn't anything to shift beneath them. Next person, I do not use it either. Um, this person, I said, said I used egg crate on the bottom of both my tanks. I don't think it provides any more protection from the glass breaking in the event of a rock slide. I can't believe that. If hundreds of pounds of rocks, well, hundreds of pounds, okay, if you have a huge tank, probably not. Um, plastic isn't going to stop the glass from breaking, but I think the grids give a rock, give the rock more of a grip, more to grip on than just laying them on the glass, which I agree with. Um, I read somewhere it isn't quite safe placing rocks directly on the bottom glass. Sharp edges can put pressure points on the bottom glass. It makes sense, but I'm not sure how true it is. Better safe than sorry. Go ahead and use egg crate. Uh, 
Um, I use egg crate, never used before. Okay. So, you guys can come up to your own conclusions um, after reading those. I tried to read a good mix of two and four. Um, to be honest with you, when I was reading through the comments, I found about an even number of people who used it versus those who did not. Um, however, I did find that the people who used it were more vocal about why they used it and tried to convince those who didn't that it was kind of a good idea. Um, on the flip side, I really didn't find anything too negative about using egg crates. So the people who didn't use it, a lot of their comments center around the fact of it may cause, you know, nasty buildup. You know, there might you might trap some gases down there and things like that. But nobody really gave any evidence or proof. Nobody gave any um, experience that they may have had that had led them to think that way. So as far as I'm concerned, it really ends up being a personal preference type thing, which is what a lot of the fish tank hobby is. So if you guys want to use egg crate, you want to protect your glass. If you think, like me personally, this is why I use it. I think it protects the glass. I think it provides a better surface for rocks to sit on and grip onto rather than on the glass because I feel that glass can be very slidey or slippery and things seem more secure when I have my rock sitting on egg crate. That's what I personally decide. If you guys think that's important to you, um, egg crate would definitely be okay to use based on what I've read. It's sold by BRS, uh, Bulk Reef Supply. A lot of people recommend it there as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, after doing a little research and seeing what people think about it, it's kind of just personal preference. Um, there's really no major negative to not using it. There's really no major positive to using it. So don't feel as though it's something you have to do or something you can't do. You should just look at the reasons why people choose to do it or not do it and then see what works best for you. So, I mean, um, that was like, I'm sorry, I can't really provide a concrete answer, but in the, you know, a positive is I learned how to say the word conk conk i learned how to say the word conk and i realized that since i was a child i've been saying the word as conch like a moron and now i'm glad that it's now conk conk all right so that's good okay let's close this tab and then let's close this tab and let's go to the fish of the week and we're coming in at we're going to come in at 40 minutes today which is better than 50 minutes which is better than 60 minutes right so it's not 30 but it's better than those and whoo running out of steam here um i'm on live aquaria and i'm doing the fish the fish of the week here all right today's fish of the week this week's fish of the week is the sailfin algae blenny this thing is is dope i had one it died full disclosure okay i know why it died but it's awesome this fish is awesome man it looks really cool. It looks like alien almost. And it's a really neat addition to your tank. So let's take a look at the quick stats, shall we? The care level is easy to moderate. The temperament is peaceful. The color form is assorted. Yeah, it's sorted because it looks nuts, right? Green and tan. Diet is an herbivore. Reef compatible, yes. Water condition, no, I don't care about that. Max size, five inches. Minimum tank size, 30 yeah, probably. You could probably get away with a 20. You could probably get away with a 20, I would say. 
All right, let's read the overview, shall we? And then we'll do some customer testimony, uh, testimonials, okay? Overview. The Sail Fin Algae Blenny is notable for its unique looks and winning personality. With a modded tan color, oversized eyes, and typical body shape of the Blenidae family, Salazofasciitis, that's not the right word, fasciitis, fasciitis, I don't know, adds visual appeal to any marine aquarium. But despite its tendency to grow to an impressive five inches in size in the home aquarium, the sailfin algae blenny remains in its sailfin, sailfin, I said sailfin, sailfin, Algae Blenny remains peaceful, active, and therefore fun to observe. Also refued, or also referred to, oh man, also referred to as the jeweled rock skipper, lawnmower, or rock blenny, the sailfin algae blenny is native to the reefs across the Indo-Pacific, Indochino. Like other blennies, the sailfin algae blenny will perch on live rock, hide in caves, hop across the substrate, and graze on microalgae. Therefore, it requires a larger system with a variety of live rock and rock work. The sailfin algae blenny is peaceful towards other fish unless a tank mate is similar in shape or appearance to the blenny. It is best to house the sailfin algae blenny singly unless kept in a larger aquarium and the two are a mated pair. It is known to nip at small polyped stony coral and clam mantles. The sailfin algae blenny does best in well-established aquariums with large amounts of natural algae to feed on, which was why mine died. The diet can be supplemented with vegetable matter, spirulina, and herbivore preparations. So there you go with the overview of the sailfin algae blenny. Let's look at some testimonials, shall we? Let's do it. Um. Okay. Let's see. Brandon D. from North Miami Beach, Florida says, I keep five, one to three inches in length. Dang, yo, we keep five of them in my 55-gallon aquarium for detritus removal. They do require algae to feed on, but will eat meaty preparations or whatever the eel leaves behind. They are very animated fish, which is true, and are a good choice for large community tanks. Um, Richard L. from Corpus Christi, Texas said, Always seems to be eating and very animated. He is neat to watch and isn't scared of anything or anyone. I get a lot of comments on how unusual he is. All right, that was my Texas accent. I got to do it. Is there another Texas one? I want to do my Texas accent a little bit more. All right, Ted B. from Houston, Texas. Just got my first one a few weeks ago, and I de- and definitely will not be the last. I previously had a problem with hair algae. No matter what I did, it still grew on a particular piece of live rock. After two days, not a trace is left. <laughs> oh, man. Now, now he has cleaned off all the intakes and power heads, and he works on the glass in hard-to-reach areas. I love this fish. It is very entertaining the way it seems to watch me. As I watch him. <laughs> oh, Judas. Oh, I got one more Texas one here. Joseph X from Waco, Texas. Very cool fish. He's my favorite fish in the blended species. He is very active and always eat my algae. He is very fun to watch. All right. Okay, we'll do one more here. Um. Uh, let's see. Let's do. Uh, let's do Ken S from Vancouver, Washington. Talk about an awesome fish! This is it. While not dazzling in its coloration, 
It more than makes up for any lack of color with its almost dog-like personality. Up close, it truly is a very nicely colored fish with its pale blue dots. Plus, it will lighten and darken its color depending on the color of rock or sand it's sitting on. Kind of neat. And sit they will, propped up on one flipper like a hand, draped over the thermometer, or straight up on top of the highest piece of rock. This was my very first fish, and it's by far my very favorite, even though I have angels, tangs, antheus, etc. I highly recommend this fish, the Lawn Mower Blenny. Boom. So there we go. We have a bunch of awesome recommendations for the Sailfin Algae Blenny. I actually think that if I get the fish tank tower up and running and I'm going to continue with that project as I hope to, I want to get another Sailfin Algae Blenny for the tank because they are so freaking cool. So um, I hope you guys check them out. They're actually not very expensive. You can get a small one on Live Aquaria for 12 bucks. And like some of these people said, they have a great personality. They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, and they're a lot of fun to have in your tank. So hopefully that's a good recommendation for you guys. So um, uh, that's it for the podcast. Uh, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, because I did a video podcast for YouTube, because somebody on YouTube asked me if I would add video on the YouTube video for the podcast. So if you're watching this on YouTube, um, I would really appreciate it if you guys, if you have not yet subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button down below. And there's a little tiny bell there that if you hit it, you'll get notified when I put a new video up. And guys, I only put a video up maybe once a week, once every other week. So you will not get spammed with notifications from the fish tank guy, yours truly here. I will not do that to you because I care about you guys so much right? I really appreciate that you guys follow me and subscribe to me. So I'm not going to pound you with a bunch of clickbaity videos or things like that. I'll just hit you up with a video once a week or once every other week. So that'd be awesome if you could subscribe and hit that bell. Otherwise, if you guys are listening on podcast services, I apologize that you didn't get to see my ugly mug on a video the whole time. Um, but you did just get to listen to the podcast as normal. So uh, if you're listening on podcast services, I'd just like to thank you guys for your support again. Um, Ask you to maybe spread the word if you can. Maybe, you know, share something. I don't know how you share podcast services links, but if you could share that uh, to get the word out, I'd really like to keep doing the podcast and I'd like to gain some more interest and potentially get some better equipment and get some guests on and things like that. But it'll take a little while because I got to build the podcast up. Um, I'm only like 10 or 11 episodes deep, I think. Uh, so it might take some time, but I'm happy to do it. I have fun doing it. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Um, that's all I've got for the podcast today. For those of you on YouTube, because you requested the video on YouTube and I did a video for YouTube, hopefully you enjoyed the video. Um, if I didn't look at the camera the whole time, it's because I'm looking at the computer screen. And also when I do a podcast, like half the time I'm sitting here like, yeah, like I'm just kind of like, you know, just kind of chilling, relaxing. And this time I have to, I feel like I'm kind of like on stage. So if the podcast is not as light and fun as airy and airy as it normally is, because I know it's so fun uh, usually, right? Um, it's just because I'm a little uh, camera shy. Maybe I'm not camera shy because I have a YouTube channel on YouTube, um, but uh, maybe that's why. Maybe the camera was throwing me off a little bit today. But next week, next week, next time, probably not next week, and probably not in two weeks from now. Who knows? Next time I do a podcast, I'm gonna try to do the video again. Maybe it'll be a little bit. You know, I won't think about it so much, and I'll just kind of roll as normal in the the podcast, the pity the pity podcast. The podcast will return back to its normal goofy self. Um, and I almost went 45 minutes anyway. So there you have it. I hit that 30 minute mark, didn't I? I showed it, that's for sure. Um, but hey, 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast and watching the podcast and supporting me on YouTube. I truly do appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for that. Um, That's all I've got today on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Send me your comments. Send me your questions. Send me your feedback. I really do read it and take it into consideration when I do future projects and things like that. And uh, all right. Hey, hope you guys have a good week and I will talk to you on the next podcast. See you guys later.